Welcome to Take Heart, where our goal is to give you hope and offer insight and encouragement so you can flourish in your journey as a special needs mom. Each week, Amy, Carrie, and Sarah will explore a theme and share an inspiring story, practical tip, and an encouraging blessing using our combined experience of over 30 years of parenting children with special needs. Thank you for joining us today. My name is Sarah Klein, and I am so glad that you are here with us today as we continue discussing our topic this month, which is faith, specifically faith when God doesn't necessarily make sense to us. If you listened to my diagnosis story last month, you'll probably remember anger was a pervasive feeling after my son's diagnosis. I was angry at everything and everyone, but I was especially angry towards God. Many people believe that anger is a secondary emotion. A secondary emotion is an, is an emotion we have to other emotions. So many think that anger is a feeling you have because of or based on another emotion like sadness or disgust. Others believe anger to be a primary emotion that triggers other emotions. I don't know about you, but I've honestly bounced between both camps on this topic. Sometimes I believe anger to just be that, anger. I don't feel that there are any underlying emotions attached to it. I'm just mad. Other times, though, I believe anger to be a reaction to another more vulnerable emotion. When it came to my son's diagnosis, anger was an emotion I had as a way to protect myself from, or yes, even avoid, (laughs) the more vulnerable emotions like fear, sadness, despair, pressure, and even being caught unaware. Anger is an emotion I try to avoid with everything I have in me. Anger makes me jumpy. It just makes me feel unsafe. But after my son's diagnosis and hearing the word terminal directly associated with my child, it brought out anger. There was so much anger in my heart that there was little room for anything else, though. I guess for me, somehow anger initially felt like strength. It felt righteous and justified, whereas fear felt weak and defenseless. But fear left unchecked and unevaluated can manifest into chaos. I took my fear over losing my child, despair over knowing I'd watch him suffer, and the worry over the unknown of what this new life would entail, and I channeled it straight into anger towards God. I'm not proud of it, but my three decades of being a quote-unquote devout Christian seemed wasted to me. I never doubted there was a God. I knew without a doubt that God existed. It was just that suddenly it was almost unknown to me what kind of God he was. Looking back, I never thought of God as cruel. I still, even after diagnosis, didn't think he was necessarily doing this to my family. I still believe that our suffering on earth was a result of a fallen world. But I wondered why, why wasn't God stopping it? Why was he allowing this to happen to my child? I couldn't reconcile the image I had of him in my mind to the confusion and hopelessness I suddenly was feeling at that moment. Now, I never stopped going to church either. We still went every Sunday like we had done for years. I still valued my good little Christian girl status. 
And I don't know about you, but for me, I never feel God's presence more than we, the congregation, is worshiping in song, which is kind of ironic if you know me because I cannot carry a tune whatsoever. But when the congregation is worshiping in song, those are the times I feel most connected to God and the other Christians around me. So during this angry and confused time after diagnosis, I would just leave the worship center. I'd take a short walk. I'd go to the bathroom. I'd go get a drink of water. Whatever my excuse was, I would not stay in the worship center during singing. It just hurt too much. So I avoided those times altogether. One day, the pragmatic side of me just stopped and said, wait, if you believe God is not good, why on earth? Are you following him and raising your children this way? I suddenly felt like a hypocrite, and that was really uncomfortable for me. So like everything I've ever done, I buried my nose in books and did some serious research in the form of learning this side of God. And by this side, I mean the side of him that I thought was just simply indifferent. And the further I got into proving or trying to prove God was such a loving God as I had once thought, or even worse, that he was indifferent, I realized he was even more forgiving, more caring, and healing than I truly ever even knew. And to my surprise, my doubting him only helped me further prove my belief in his goodness. My doubt fortified my faith. More than anything, though, after I first confronted my anger and I was able to say to God out loud, I am so angry at you, why are you doing this? Y'all, he answered. He answered. (laughs) And he answered with a beautiful mix of compassion and directness, as any good father would. He comforted me. I never felt judged or guilty. I actually felt that what I had experienced was necessary for my belief to flourish and truly become foundational. This life as a special needs mom is so hard at times. And we need to rely on our belief in God's grace and mercy. We need to believe that this, our current human lives on earth, it's not the end. I realize and continue to experience time and time again that his plans are so much bigger than I could have ever dreamed of or comprehended. The most important thing I have come to realize on my faith journey is that my son is on loan to me. Our special children are God's children, and he made them exactly the way he wanted. And they are perfect. And God has placed them with us to be their earthly guardians and caregivers. And as much as we love our children, God loves them more. He isn't playing games with our lives. He's not playing games with their lives. He is caring for us and using the product of this broken earth we temporarily call home for his glory and goodness. He is also providing us a place of comfort and a place of peace beyond our current comprehension. I honestly used to lay the guilt trip on myself a lot. I I wondered, how could I have disrespected God so much by all of that anger and resentment? Yet again, God shows up with grace. He helps me turn that self-judgment into self-reflection. I now think about that time of anger kind of like this. So stick with me. So how many times have you fought with a spouse or a friend or a family member? Well, I've had a few doozies over the years, but often a fight can completely sever a relationship. It just highlights too many differences. 
But I have found that more times than not, a big fight eventually, it will strengthen a bond. So my best friend and I, we've been friends for over three decades now. We had our first fight in high school. And y'all, it was over asparagus. No joke. Our second fight was several years later when we were on our first vacation together. And to this day, we have no idea what we were even mad about. We just know that we both wanted to fly home. And don't you know, we probably would have been on the same flight together. But now, years later, we can look back and laugh at it. And I truly believe that we wouldn't be as close as we are now if it hadn't been for the fact that we finally sat down and aired what we were feeling. Learning how to disagree and doubt each other added so much substance and even layers to our relationship. We realized that our love and respect for each other was so strong that the little things we don't understand about each other, they just don't seem to be that important in the big scheme of things. So by fighting, a lot of our buried feelings we didn't even know we had, they surfaced. We were able to work through differences, more often than not, a total misunderstanding. And now, years later, we look back and sometimes even look back fondly that that fight was what cemented our relationship. It was a time when our relationship went beyond blind devotion to an earned respect and trust. And now, three decades later, when we have a misunderstanding, our faith and our friendship and our faith in each other's characters usually don't even allow for that tiff or fight to even surface in the first place. When I feel hurt or misunderstood by her, I don't have to air that all the time because I know without a shadow of a doubt that our friendship is solid. I know her character. It's the same with God. I know his character, and that speaks louder than my doubts. Knowing God's character doesn't mean you won't still have doubts. I still do. The difference is that knowing God personally trumps all of my doubts and insecurities. And by me digging deep and really learning the kind of God he was, I now know I've done that work. I can trust the work that I did years ago. I can trust the character that I found and that I found to be true in God. Do you have doubts? Do you have anger, feelings of betrayal even? Well, that's okay. God understands and he gets it. I mean, he did make us. And he wants you to go to him and to get to know him. Go to him with all the mess. He'll be able to sort it out. That's his specialty. When I went to God with all of those messy emotions, he was patient. He let me vent. He did not judge me. No, he wasn't there in person, in the physical sense, and he wasn't able to physically hold me, but he was there for me, and he was able to guide me into a better understanding of my faith. He put people in my life that could only have been his doing. He knew exactly what I needed at that time. Remember how I said I wouldn't stay to listen the worship band? <laughs> On more than one occasion, a song would play that would draw me in. Before I knew what had happened, my butt had stayed planted in that seat, and I eventually caught myself singing. And if you listened last month, I hid my Bible. Well, I would somehow find my Bible outside of the drawer. And before I knew what was happening, I would be 10 minutes into a drive and listening to my favorite Christian station or playlist and singing at the top of my lungs. So I tried to stay mad. I just couldn't. So even through all the anger, confusion, the feelings of betrayal and hopelessness, 
My heart knew I needed God. And my heart knows where my sanctuary is now. I realize now that my faith, it is so firm. My faith is fundamental and foundational in my life. And my faith now outweighs all of my insecurities or doubts about myself, life in general, or even God. So notice I didn't say I no longer have doubts or insecurities. Boy, do I have them. It's just that my faith is stronger and louder than all of my mess. My faith is what allows me to be happy, trusting, and hopeful. I know because of my faith that this life is amazing and God has a wonderful plan for each one of us. I want to leave you with this quote by Anne Lamont. She said, faith includes noticing the mess, the emptiness and discomfort, and letting it be there until some light returns. So friends, if you are in the mess, if you are in the emptiness or in the discomfort, have faith and know that the light will return. Thanks for joining us this week on Take Heart. Our prayer each week is for your heart to be encouraged. We are grateful that you are walking on the journey with us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts so you'll never miss a show. You can follow us on Instagram at Take Heart Special Moms. If you have any questions or comments, follow the links in our show notes. We would love to hear your story. Thanks for listening. We will see you next Tuesday when all three of us are together to wrap up this month on faith faith when God doesn't make sense to us.